0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Marley Freeman. Marley, thanks so much for being with me today. You're welcome. Marley, let's talk about your show. You're you're having a show up right now. It's it's we're talking on July 13th. The show is up um, till July 22nd at Karma on um, on Second Street in New York City. Uh, Let's talk about this show because this is um, this is a solo show. It's a big show, and um, there's a lot of beautiful work in there. So, first, congratulations on the show!
1: Thank you so much.
0: So, to um, begin with, why is this show? Perhaps, how does it diverge from other shows? I'd like to get into the individual works. I really loved seeing this show, um, which I, which I did so. How does this feel different from uh, previous shows of yours in terms of, like, general direction? If...
1: There, um, well, there's two rooms. In one room, they're bigger than I've shown in a long time. I have mostly worked small for the last five years. So uh, they're still meeting size, but they're a lot bigger than
0: I have been working. And what happens when you work bigger? Because, right, they're, they're in one room they're larger, in one room they're they're quite a bit smaller, um, as you're saying, which is more typical for you. How did it feel to go that much larger? Did it change the subject? or? or yeah, it all? took
1: about a year. Um, I mean, I really am painting, think of myself as painting abstractly. There's no guiding narrative, but... Um, it took a year or more to really get comfortable in a larger scale, so it was more about the process of trying to figure out how to work larger and how because something to get else the when it's
0: larger. Right? Because I mean, there's there's a there's a smaller size enables the kind of viewer to to digest it in a certain way. As it gets larger, the the gestures even within the painting are are, are different. Right? Different things are, are available to you as it gets larger as well as the yeah other.
1: Okay. which was sort of a surprise to me even
0: which sounds weird but
1: i really like looking at small paintings i feel like i have an easier time looking at them so i was pretty committed to the small size but i feel like these ones have really surprised me because they kind of keep i feel like i can still look at them
0: mm-hmm. Um, and the, so let's let's talk about some of them. Um, to to jump into one of them right away, there was one called One's former other one. Um, and these titles are really interesting too. I feel like we should talk about those. But but this is a recent one. It's a big one. Um, looks like it's about five by five feet, and um and it and it has an unusual palette. Some colors are are similar to ones you've been using, but also this one seems. Um, this one seems special to me in in some ways um, and and there's a number of ones here that were favorites of mine, but let 's talk about that one one's former other one the the title though you say there's no narrative and these are abstract, that title seems to to make me want to read something into the painting
1: <laughs> yeah i mean they um I use poems mostly, or like things from the world to title them. But the titles come after
0: And, and in this case, um, why that title over this one?
1: Um, I what I do is I just spend time with the painting and then spend time with like, language and then put them together. Um, and it's kind of like rolling a marble around. It's like what seems to like not take away from the painting, and what like gives to it.
0: I like that, that. And, and that that does make sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, titles are, are tricky, right? I mean, you know, what takes what what it takes away or what it gives. the title can you know change how i'm looking at it if, if the title was something like looking through the bushes of course you know then i'm trying to see that in there and when it's when the title itself is somewhat abstract like this one one's former other one it it's um it seems to open a lot of possibilities it could be something exactly you're thinking or i could apply my own ideas on there of whether that's about relationships exactly. or something else yeah
1: it's leading so that, but it's not
0: specific yeah, I like that. And so, and so, let's talk about this this one a little bit. Again, this is one's former other one. This is one of the bigger paintings in the show. Um, just in terms of the the process, even you're using oil and acrylic, right? Which is a little unusual. Usually yeah. People are using one or the other. So tell me about that that process because that's that's in itself seems unusual and um, and produces its own sure. effect.
1: I only painted an acrylic um for until like 3 or 4 years ago and I was making my own acrylic so I became very comfortable with acrylic and then basically um somebody suggested I start using oil and I tried it and really loved it cuz you can really like adjust color so quickly which is much harder in uh acrylic so I just started, well, basically I'll start the painting with acrylic and kind of in the way that I used to, and then oil will go on top. Um, but I feel like they they augment each other very beautifully and easily because acrylic, it's a lot easier to get transparency and to do a, a lot of layering really quickly, and then the oil is really, like, a, it's more solid, so it's fun to make it more dense.
0: And the oil paint you're not making yourself, right? Nope, I'm not. So, so tell me about the acrylic paint that you're making yourself, because I often, you know, hear well not often, but sometimes artists are making their own paint, but it's often oil paint. They're not making acrylic. How do you how do you make acrylic paint? And yeah. does that give it's you really a kind, of, kind of an infinite palette? I mean, that's that's just so interesting.
1: Yeah, it's this pigment, and I go to Gera and Kremer. I use both, and I. I buy an acrylic medium that I have been using, the same medium for 10 years or more, and just mix it with water and wear a mask and gloves. And it's, mixing acrylic paint is way easier than mixing oil paint, I believe. I've never actually mixed oil, but it's really just mixing the pigment medium and water.
0: And the pure pigment medium you're talking about is, of course, I mean, the two places you mentioned were Art Art Guerra and and Kremer Pigments. These are both New York City-based art suppliers, right?
1: Yep, exactly. And one, um, Guerra sells dispersions, which are a mix of water, and Kremer sells, like, dry pigments. And they they just really last a long time.
0: And is there more you can do with acrylic, though? I mean, in terms of... um, of, like, your surface and the, and, and the medium. I know, like, with hardware well, there's all these kind of things that can be put into it to make it, you know, uh, almost yeah, sculptural.
1: Yeah, it's, so it's so much fun to learn how the pigments act.
0: Basically, like, every
1: pigment has its own qualities. So after, you know, a long time of using this method, like, it's really fun because I know what pigments, like, want to do what things. So I can sort of harness that into a painting more easily at this point, but, you know, every pigment has its own qualities. So it's just learning like how to, how to read it in a way.
0: Well, in this one that, that we're discussing to uh, one's former other one, there's really interesting things happening there with the paint. You know, as, as when I saw it, I was able to come up close to it and really look, which is, what's great about exhibits actually being open to the public now, um, but there's elements of it that, that seem kind of brushy. There's transparency happening um, with different colors. It almost has, has a feeling of watercolor in some places with yeah. the paints coming through it. It's not building up the way I typically think of oil paint is building up. And I don't know if this is in the right. thing or not, but, but there's, but there's transparency there and, and the layers never get muddy. It's it, This is kind of, this one in particular yep. is kind of a, a really wonderful dance of color, but also, uh, again, transparency. We're looking through layers, right?
1: Yeah, that's an acrylic thing, for sure. The acrylic really allows that because you can
0: do a
1: ton of layers really quickly and they will all be show through.
0: And, and to talk about uh, the, another one in there, there's another one called... Um, a self area and this is uh, from the same year another large work uh, but very different than the one we just discussed the, the one we just discussed which people can look up or or there'll be images of some of these things here um, but that one was seemed almost like, like like a forest this kind of layer of, of many layers of all these different objects whereas um, the one that I'm talking about now, a self area, is it feels very different. It feels like another world altogether. These yeah. are much larger gestures, much larger shapes, and it feels like something very different is happening there.
1: Yep. That, I mean, I'm I'm really trying to make paintings different from each other, that create m- more of a s- different energies or scenes.
0: And in this one, so, this, even though this, they're this, not this, narrative. This, Right.
1: They're speaking in no, different ways.
0: So let's talk about that in speaking different ways because, you know, that in itself is abstract, right? Like paintings talk to each other or relate to one another and they're relating to each other in this show. So a self area um does that title relate also to how it's different because this one I may be just reading into it, but it feels <laughs> a little a little warmer to me uh, somehow.
1: Yeah. I mean, this one um it's so hard to say you know but the i guess the movements in this one are much grander than in um one form or other one which are much more like based in the hand whereas this one feels more like based
0: in like objects coming forward so that's also about um, gesture, isn't, isn't it? You're talking about as, as objects as opposed to the hand. Exactly. You like,
1: yeah. Well, there's more areas of, like, solid color.
0: Right, yeah. Um, that's not
1: transparent.
0: Right, of reds and, and, and other colors and... Um, and a self area. Can you tell me what that refers to or you don't have to if you don't want to because I know this this isn't revealed in my right sure. like in the press release or the show? Alice,
1: I believe it's from an Alice Nolte poem. Um I just really love the language. It's like um you know, it just says a lot without saying much
0: and and let's look at another one this is um a little bit smaller but it's called turned around in deep water um also one that looks that's quite a bit different than than both we've been talking about this the, the two previous ones seemed entirely abstract this one almost seems like it has ground in sky but i'm i may be reading that into it and, and also different kinds of marks and gestures um does this one depart quite a bit from those other two to you?
1: Yeah, it does, actually. This one was one of the first ones I made of this scale, I think, and it also happened very quickly, which is very different than a lot of the other ones. Um, so, But, you know, sometimes they just happen really fast, and this one does have a very different, like, I don't know, tone than the other ones. It's, like, much darker.
0: Well, and it feels almost like there's certain actions happening there. I mean, the composition looks like uh, there's multiple actions happening that kind of work on each other, you know, almost like um, figures. But, again, I'm I'm reading that into it. (laughs) But it does does seem like there's almost a dialogue, that there's two objects or figures in here talking to one another. Yep.
1: I love, um, I really like doubling and, you know, playing with twos in painting. That does happen a lot, but, um, that one is a very, you know, it really is doing that specifically. It's also the top and the bottom. There's, you know, there is a horizon and a ground
0: in a way. So. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That one to me looked like there is a horizon and a ground, whereas the, the, the previous two we discussed weren't that wasn't the case, right? This is, this is the, yep. f- well, the first one of the series, but it seems to be one of the only of the series, the larger ones that have a, uh, a ground and a, and it looks like a sky. Um, so let's talk about others that are, that are, because there's, there's two things in the show, right? There's, there's figurative work and there is abstract work. There's another painting called do thing in chaos, which is, now a smaller one, 24 by 18. Yep. Um, this one has two figures in it, which have very specific actions. Um, can you tell me a little bit about this one? Because this one seems like it definitely has a narrative, sure. story, something's going on here.
1: The portraits were are all – well, I make them every once in a while, and they are done in person. So my friends are – People will come and sit, and I ask them how they would like to be painted, so these people came and sat, and this was their position that they chose um, and it's my friend Kim and her partner justine, and they Justine wanted to be naked, so we got naked, and they they let me paint them and Then I turned it into a like abstract painting after. So they'll sit for about an hour and a half and then I'll keep working on the painting Um, and really have no idea how it'll turn out. But it's really nice to paint, like, people. Just, it's like a very intimate, you know, experience.
0: To paint people from life, you mean, to actually have them live in your studio. Exactly
1: exactly exactly they're live in the studio it's not from photographs or anything it's from them being in the space with me usually so let's for about, talk more hour about and this half. one
0: because this is such an unusual portrait right i mean in, in one hand it almost looks like a snapshot because the seated figure has her arm up and behind her something that would be hard to hold if you were sitting there for a while and the other um, person is is reaching around her um, mm-hmm. it's such an unusual picture and you know and the person sitting has her legs spread wide it's a very kind of confronting image and um and and, and beautiful image but also doesn't look typically like a, a, a still image from life because these figures don't look so still it looks almost like they're caught in motion you know especially with that hand behind her kind of thing
1: yep i mean it's true i don't ask them to stay still so they were moving but I just try to get, like, a, you know, a moment of it. And obviously, like, it's not a representational painting. Like, nothing's painted perfectly or, like, you know, with the right amounts of space. So it's, you know, I still think of them as fairly abstract, even though they are obviously, like, of these two
0: women. mm and and to speak about one other one that's also um, figurative, I Gentle You is um, a smaller work. Again, is last two are smaller. I Gentle You is, is 9 by 10 inches. Um, tell me about this one, because this is also, of course, a portrait, and aspects of this one are, are very abstract.
1: Yep, this one was the same process that my cousin came and sat in my studio, and I painted her very quickly. Um, and then worked on the painting. But, you you know, it takes a while to see these paintings. So this one sat around in my studio probably for a year before I worked on the background.
0: And So the initial, so that's interesting. So the initial painting, these paintings from life are um, in your studio, the, the last one and this one that we're talking about. You're kind of sketching on the canvas first quickly, and then once they leave, you're you're working much longer on them.
1: Exactly, yeah, they can... I mean, sometimes they... I mean, the Kim and Justine took a long time, you know, like at least six months, where I really, you know, worked the background and how to make it like a cohesive painting. Um, Because, I don't know, they have to feel like they can exist in abstract language as well as the portrait for me, for them to feel like I would want to show them. So they take they do take a while
0: well, that's to a, understand. That's a, like, I, I, to understand what? Go on, yeah.
1: Like whatever language. I don't know. It's like trying to understand each painting is like its own ecosystem in a way. So it's like if I put the face or the figure in, it takes me a long time to like figure out what the other language wants to be or what I want it to be. It's and and the other language
0: is is abstraction, color form. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Hmm. It is a beautiful, it's a beautiful show. Um, Again, congratulations on this. I want to ask you one more question, which is uh, off topic, but what are you reading at the moment?
1: Sure. I just got this book, the labyrinth of solitude which I started last night and I'm really excited about it. It's like Octavio Paz. It's about
0: Mexico. Yeah, that's a beautiful book. Wow. That's, that's so cool. Um, I, Marley, I want to thank you for talking with me today and again, congratulate you on your show and thanks so much for your time today. Um, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. You're listening to Yale radio, W Y B C. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.